When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tug Republic Podcast, a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. Hello there, welcome to another episode of the Talk with Public. I am Carolina Gusik, your host, and I am so excited that today you are tuning in to listen to this episode. Now, before we start, and again, I want to thank you for listening to this episode. I want to thank you for spreading the word about the podcast. Listen, if you just tell one friend, one photographer friend about the Talk Republic podcast, I will be forever grateful. It's so easy to do so. You can take a screenshot of this episode, post it on your Instagram stories. You can talk to your friends in, you know, Facebook groups you know, so simple just to be like, hey, go listen to this podcast. It's really good. Now, I also want to thank you for your DMs and your emails. You guys, this really makes me so happy that you find the content useful. So thank you so much for reaching out. Thank you so much for being so kind. Thank you so much for your iTunes review. You guys are fantastic. Now, today we're going to talk about an interesting topic. Uh, Five websites design flaws that are turning visitors away. Now, I came to this conclusion or this idea for this podcast episode after critiquing over 50 websites on my Facebook group. And if you are not on my Facebook group, you're definitely missing out. Come join us. So every month at the beginning of the month, I put up a post and I say, listen, I'm going to do two website critiques. Feel free to drop your website and, you know, I'm going to critique it. Now, I'm going to be as kind, obviously, as possible, but I also want to be as honest as I can because fluff and sugarcoating things and not being honest is not going to help you in your business, right? So I am super grateful for people that trust me with their website so I can, you know, do an honest critique about it. Now, as I always said, you should always take these critiques as a grain of salt, but it's always important to have a second pair of eyes look at our work so, you know, they can give us honest feedback. Sometimes we are emotionally attached to our own work or we ask our mom to take a look at the website and our mom is always gonna be like yeah it's so beautiful so sometimes you need to get out of your comfort zone and add somebody else to take a look at your website and tell you what do they see now why is this super important your website is when you are conducting business yes you hang out on instagram yes you're having a fun time on instagram stories perhaps you're doing really well on facebook or in snapchat or i don't even know what else is out there but at the end of the day business happen in your website people that want to see more of your work go to your website 
most likely people that want to contact you they go to your website i do know that some people contact you via dm and although this is not the cover that we're going to talk about today i'm going to recommend you that if you want to always be organized and send the right message to your future clients be direct and tell them to move that conversation via email. That way you can track everything and keep things organized in folders. Alrighty, so people are going to come to your website and they're going to be really inspired by the way see on your website or they are going to be turned off by what they see on your website. And we definitely don't want the second one. We don't want people to be turned off when they come into our website. We want to actually be able to come into our website and turn into clients, hit that submit form, hit that contact you know, form, uh, all that good stuff. Stay in our website for minutes and you know, check out our work. So after, as I, as I said, uh, <laughs> reviewing over 50 uh, websites, I kept seeing the same mistakes over and over again. And I thought, I'm like, well, if people in my group are seeing or are having these mistakes, uh, maybe a lot of people out there are having the same mistakes. And their mistakes are so easily to fix. So let's address them. All right. So let's start with number one. Your website needs to look professional. It needs to seem that it was designed by a professional. And I understand this might be pricey, but there are so many um, companies out there, templates that you can buy that for a lower cost, you can buy a template and design it yourself or like, you know, tweak it yourself. Now, I prefer Profoto. I think the designs are beautiful. They have a different designs and you know their customer service is perfect so I really love them my website for my wedding photography is on Opera Photo there is also flow themes I think that's how it's called they're really really beautiful also Squarespace has some great designs as well so yes there's gonna be some kind of like investment in this but you don't have to hire a designer to build your website from scratch that could be really really pricey you can buy a beautiful template invest a little bit of money and do it yourself I see a lot of websites out there that they look dated and your website is something that you need to be changing every so often. You know, like I started my business 10 years ago. I could not do business today with the website that I had 10 years ago, right? So that's something that you need to, as you grow, as you know, technology becomes better. That's something that you need to upgrade with time also. So the first thing that you need to do is your website needs to look like a professional designer. I know, uh, you know, this one might be the, the hardest one to do, but it is super important because that's the first impression. Somebody lands in your website and it looks like an old website from the 90s that you need flash and all that. They're going to be like, I don't know, this might not be the right person for me. And they are going to bounce from your website and you don't want that because you're a fantastic photographer. So you want to make that booking. All right. The second mistake that I see all the time, and this drives me absolutely bananas super bananas, crazy bananas, is the font on your website is too small. 
98% of the times when I am reviewing websites, that's the first thing that I address. I'm like, oh my God, your font is too small. And I don't care if you have 20-20 vision, if your font is 14PT or 15PT, that, like, that's crazy. That's crazy small. Now, in the past, when I'm doing website reviews, some people have been like, well, zoom in, fix that problem easily. Uh, yes and no. Obviously, I could zoom in, but as a viewer, I'm not going to make my experience harder, right? If I land on your website and now I have to tweak my own screen so I can read about you, for sure, I'm going to leave. That is a lot of steps in my brain. I don't have the time. My brain doesn't want to do all that work. And it's not only my brain as like Carolina's brain, but like in general, people's brains, they don't want to overwork for things that are unnecessary, So most likely they are gonna bounce and you don't want that. Now, why would be a perfect or or the preferred font size? I would say start at a minimum at a 16 and that really depends on what kind of typeface are you using. But for my own website, I use 20. That is the size of my blog font. And I'm not talking about titles or subtitles, I'm talking about just like reading font. The, like the body text in my website. So make sure that you are fixing that today if your font is too small. Now, another mistake that I see, and this is crazy because we are photographers and we should be so, so anal about the quality of the photos that are displayed in our website. And by quality, I'm not being, I'm not talking about like the actual you know, composition of the photo or like beauty of the photo. I'm talking about like the actual resolution of your photo. I come across so many websites with images that are blurry and they're not blurry because they were taken blurry. They are blurry because they're not the right size for your website. So the website has to like stretch them too much and they're losing resolution. And when they're losing resolution, they're losing the quality. And now it just looks like a hot mess. And you're a photographer. This should not be happening in your website. All the pictures in your website should be crispy, clean, beautiful, perfect resolution. They need to look absolutely fantastic because, again, you are a photographer. And if I am a viewer, if I am a possible client and I'm landing on your website and the first thing that I see is low quality images, I'm not going to give you the benefit of the doubt that perhaps, you know, something is wrong on your website. In my mind, I'm going to think that you don't know how to take photos. And I'm going to be like, oh, absolutely not. I'm not going to give this person thousands of dollars when the photos that I'm seeing in this website are not the best quality. So go and fix that. Now, it all depends on the platform that you're using and your website design and all that. But for my own blog, uh, I blog images at 2,500 pixels wide and then they're at 72 dpi and what i do is once i export those images and before i upload them upload them into my website i run them through jpeg mini that way they are compressed but they're not losing any quality and if you guys don't have jpeg mini you need to get it today because it's going to save you space and your images are going to look beautiful and amazing even though the size of them is tiny That leads me to galleries. A lot of websites that I have uh, looked at, they don't even have galleries. They only have blog posts. Or if they have galleries, they have 
I mean, a hundred photos in them. And I know sometimes we think that more is better, right? Like, oh my God, I want to show them that I can do a lot of things. But what you end up doing is confusing and overwhelming the viewer. If I land in a gallery and I have to scroll and scroll and scroll and keep scrolling, I'm going to be, as a consumer, overwhelmed. And I'm going to be like, ah, that's too much. And when the brain is overwhelmed, that's the worst that you can do because immediately the first thing we're going to do as consumers is retreat. Like, nope, this is too much for my brain right now. I'm going to log off. Bye-bye. And you might lose a possible client. So my recommendation is your galleries should have a max of 20 images. This has to be your best images and you can you know change them every couple of months go and you know remove some add new ones you know keep you know the website fresh but more than 20 or 25 images in your gallery is too much so go and take a look at your photos i know for us as photographers sometimes it's difficult because we are emotionally attached to the images and we think that they're fantastic but you need to be able to say that image is beautiful, but that image is not going to get me clients. That image was beautiful for that couple or for that family, but that image really for somebody that has nothing to do with this family uh, means nothing. So I need to find the images that where somebody else feels related, somebody else feels moved by the image. Those are the images that you need to be putting on your galleries. And going to the last step, because you guys know that I like speed and I like efficiency and I like to give you everything up front so you can go and make those changes is a contact page. Nowadays, a lot of photographers only have like a contact form on the about, I mean, on the homepage. And that is crazy because once again, we need to think of the person that is on the other side of the computer, they're navigating our website. Let's say they like something. Now they want to contact you. If you don't have like an actual designated contact form, that person is going to like, I don't know, maybe they go and try to find the way to contact you. But once again, if the brain has to do a lot of work, the brain immediately is going to abort the mission. You know, we still have prehistoric brains, even though we think that we're done, but we do. It's a lot of friend or foe. So like if they can find an easy way to contact you, they're going to be like, ah, oh, this is too much work. I'm leaving. You don't want that. So what I suggest is that you have a contact page and then you have contact buttons throughout your website, like at the end of every single blog post, at the end of every single gallery, within your about page, maybe in your home page. So like just a sprinkle, you know, those contact buttons throughout your website and also have a designated contact page. Now for bonus material, this was not in my notes, but this is super important also, which is your about page. Now I could talk a whole new podcast episode about about pages and maybe I should, but here to give you a bonus for this episode is your about page. It's not about you. It's not about you loving coffee, you loving, you know, photography since you were two years old, you loving, uh, you know, whatever, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Nope. Your about page is about what you do for your customers, right? Think about this. We are photographers. We are selling a service. What we are doing is taking somebody else's problem 
and solving it, right? That's exactly what a business model should be. Somebody has a problem, you're here to solve it. They give you money in exchange of your knowledge. That's exactly what your about page should be about. What do you do for your clients to make their experience better? What do you do for your clients to give them the absolute best experience? What are you different than somebody else? That's what you should be talking about. The coffee, your dog, and everybody else should come way after that. Not right at the top, but way after that. So guys, that's all for today. To recap this episode, first mistake that you should fix right away is your design needs to look professional. Second, the size of your font. Anything below 16 is too small. I even think 16 is too small, but, you know, we'll go with that. Three, your images need to look sharp and perfect and beautiful. So make sure that you are uploading images that are the right size to your website and you can control their uh, quality or how, how, to, how to compress your images thanks to JPEG Mini. You should have galleries in your website and you should have no more than 20 best images in every single gallery that you have. And fifth or five would be your contact page. All right, guys, that's all for today. Once again, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please make sure that you take a screenshot, you share this on social media. I will highly appreciate that from you and I will send you tons of virtual hugs your way and endless gratitude. And if you are not in our Facebook group, what are you waiting for? Come on over. Maybe next month I can do a critique of your own website. Alrighty, guys, until next time and I'll see you soon. Ciao. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for the Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week. Thank you.